It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Leinster home game in the second round of the Rainbow Cup. And on this week's call, we've got uh, Lindy McKenzie from the Galway Advertiser, sports editor, and also uh, Connacht Rugby correspondent for the Irish Times. Mm-hmm. And Danny Deegan. How's it going? Okay, before we get Lindy's thoughts on what... Okay, before we hear Lindy and Danny's thoughts on that... Excellent Ulster game a couple of weeks back and, and what they're expecting from Leinster. Let's hear what Dave Heffernan and Andy Friend had to say at the press conference today. Here's some of the highlights. Dave, good start to this end-of-season competition. Nice win against against Ulster. What are you expecting on uh, Saturday night now from Leinster, who might be a bit uh, shell-shocked after uh, Sunday? Uh, yeah, look, every game against Leinster is going to be a huge, huge challenge. Um they got unbelievable strength and depth throughout their team. So whoever they put out there, it's going to be be a massive challenge. And I'm sure they'll be hurting from the last two weeks as well. So um, yeah, we know uh, we know we're going to have to bring our A game. Um, and and for us, I suppose it was obviously great winning against Ulster, but if we can't follow that up with another good performance. Um, you know that's been that's been an issue with us this season. We've had some great wins, but it's just that consistency. So. What we're targeting for the next few weeks is, is bringing that consistency and see if we can get that level week in, week out for this Rainbow Cup. And and your own form, how do, how do you feel you're, you are coming into these, what what is two very serious interprovincials? And this is a competition, it's all about winning. You have, probably have to get up to about five wins to uh, get near the top of the table. Yeah, uh, well, we started well last week, or the other week against Ulster. Um I suppose personally, I was, I was really reasonably happy with my performance. I thought it carried quite well, and uh, had some good involvements. So I need to keep that going. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a summer tour or not this year, but obviously I'll be trying to push to get on that. So I really need to put my hand up, and the enterprise are the, the best ways of doing it because you're you're going head to head with the guys you're competing against. So um, yeah, it's a very easy game to get up for these enterprise. Abraham Babali, he has signed a new one-year deal. Uh, he sort of. He's grabbed his opportunity in the last few weeks. I, I sense maybe earlier on in the season he, he struggled a bit. Obviously, the two red cards didn't help him, but uh, he, he's got the job done, so you need him to progress now. Yeah, yeah I've seen um, uh, enormous growth in, in the last couple of months for him. And you know, prior to that, as we know, he had, um, he had a, about a three weeks on the sideline and about a five weeks on the sideline, so eight weeks in total. Um, it wasn't. That's not easy in your first year, anyway. And then if you if you're getting eight weeks taken off you, as well as a, a couple around COVID, and uh, you know, it just makes life very hard. So I've been really impressed with the way he's progressed in these last last two months. Um, and so the the contract has, has been well earned. Uh, but as you say correctly, there's still more growth left in him. He knows that. We know that. And uh, I'm excited by what the future holds for him. So now Leinster Saturday night, Munster six days later. It's it's uh, it might feel that it's the end of the season coming, but it's uh, it's thick and fast. How are you setting up? You Paul Boyle's missing, so that that's a player that has to be covered for in those two games because he's been playing very well. Um, what are you looking for on on Saturday from Connacht? Yeah, well, probably not too dissimilar to what we we showed at the RDS back in in December. Um, you know, we. We, we talked about it all week this week. Uh, you know, we, we were uh, the first kind of team to win there at, at the RDS. Uh, it doesn't happen very often up in Dublin, um, but never previously at the RDS. So that that's uh, a nice feather to have in the cap. But having done that, you know now know what's coming. You now know that you've got a Leinster who 
Um, we knocked off up there. Uh, they've just lost their last two. They're a very proud club. They're coming down here to make sure that um, that losing streak is snapped. So we know exactly what's going to be coming. It's going to be 23 men in blue, which which 23 we don't know yet. But um, we know that we're going to have to be right up for that fight in order to or to try and steal another win. So that's our intention. Um, won't be too different to what you saw uh, at the RDS in uh, in December. We brought great intent and line speed, and I thought our physicality was good. Now I thought our game smarts, our game management was very good. So our intention is to to try and replicate that and try and get another win. And of course, you can get the, the full press conference audio on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rugby, if you want to hear all the things that they had to say at the press conference today. So Lindley, I think they're still pretty pleased about that excellent win up in, in Belfast. I think that makes it three away wins out of four against Ulster if you include the, the victory in the Aviva Stadium last August. Yeah, it's certainly a step in, another step in the right direction, isn't it? And it's all about and it's all about consistency. I don't think it will count for much um, at the end of the day if they don't return to the sports ground this weekend at Vic Leinster. And I think that is this, this is all about now is it's fine to get a win, but we need more than one on the trot. So it's all about consistency now. So obviously it, it was it was a it was a good win against Ulster. Obviously it was, and to back it up, having done it previously for the first time in sixty years. So to actually do it again, another step forward. But now there are there are so many more steps forward. Connor need to take, to, aren't they? And and that's like that's like any rugby team on the up. It certainly is, and and um, Danny, what did did you did you have anything in particular stats wise that came out of that, or your just your general thoughts about getting that victory? Certainly, um, we're big fans of the um, captain's challenge at this stage. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> one that we did slate before the game. Uh, I don't think we'll be giving it such a hard time the next time. But um, one thing I found very interesting is. Uh, a lot of people talking about Connacht's defence, how that it, it looked better. Connacht still missed 23 tackles. That's that's more than a number of games over the over, over this season. So like it's still still quite a lot of tackles. But I think the big thing was it was the aggression in it, aggression and line speed. So um, hopefully they can keep that going forward into this week. Yeah, they'll they'll certainly need it. And before we we get talking about this week, of course we've had some. Three pieces of news now, as it turns out, because um, Abraham Papalihi has signed a one-year extension and um, he, had a, he had a pretty good game against Ulster, even in the 30 minutes that he was on there. made a huge difference when he came on the field and let's hope we see a lot more of that. Um, and then we've got the signing of Mac Hansen. Danny, what, have you, what, do you, what can you tell us about Mac Hansen? Uh, Mac Hansen is a player that plays right through uh, the back line. Um, He's he's playing for the Brumbies currently. Um, before coming up to us, he's played nine games this season, four of which have been off the bench. Um, all four of those coming after it was announced that he's coming to us. So I guess that's the way it goes. Um, but he's played. He I think he mainly played fullback for the uh, under the Australian under twenties. Um, right. But I do know he can play. In a number of positions, he started on the wing um, for the Brumbies five times this season. Okay, and he's he's played at ten a couple of t- occasions. From he's come off the bench and played at ten, and and 
I believe he was on the verge of being called up to the Australian squad before the announcement was made that he was heading up to Ireland. So um, he looks as though he could be a, a cracking sign. And have, have you heard anything about him, Lindley? Well, I do know that his name is actually Mackenzie, so um, that's one very important piece of <laughs> important piece of information. <laughs> um, what have I heard about him? Obviously, I think uh, Andy Friend is obviously has, has has good knowledge of this of this lad, um, and he's obviously had his eye on his eye on him for a while as a potential recruit. Um, he's obviously a very talented, talented footballer. Um, one gets the impression he was was he in the Irish, uh, sorry, the the uh, Australian schoolboys or schoolboys side as well. Um, so I think he has he has you know he's had his he has pedigree, and I think he will probably quite slot you know quite easily into Andy Friend's setup. You know I think there's probably a hope that possibly he can step into the shoes if. Uh, you know, sometimes maybe possibly for Jack Carty, we, we've seen that, you know, Tom Daly had to take over the kicking duties or took over the kicking duties on the last occasion. It, we have now another alternative. Um, I think he's going to be um, a nice addition to, we, you know, hopefully he will be a great addition, you know, what to what is shaping up to be a, a strong backline with some very interesting players who have both speed and defensive skills. And I think it offers more opportunity. Obviously, it offers you know more options in in the back line. Yeah, yeah. Just, just before we move off, it's oh, yeah. um, a guy that he would have come against at the weekend. But uh, I feel like this is nearly a direct replacement for Kyle Godwin. Similar, similar kind of style that he can play anywhere. A guy that can he's just so talented that he can play anywhere and is good enough to play anywhere. Right, well, so I just hope that he, I just hope that they hang on to him a little bit longer, as they maybe should have <laughs> with Kyle Godwin. Well, I suppose the fact that he's Irish qualified um, is, mm. is a major. That's very important. Major, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be a big part of that. So that's good news. And then, the, and the last piece of news, of course, was the the new forwards coach in <laughs> Deval Senegal, who um, was coaching. I think he coached just after Bernard Jackman had been in Grenoble and. and got them promoted. Um, I think, you know, I don't know much about him, obviously, at all, but I think, as, as Andy Fred said, it adds an, a new dynamic to the to the coaching setup. You know, you have Australians, you have, you've still got your Irish lads, um, and you know, now you have a South African, and there's nothing wrong with having an international coaching setup in this day and age. So it will be interesting to see the difference that he brings, you know, to um, the, the pack, particularly, you know, having had, you know, um, Jimmy there for so long, who's done such a fantastic job and knows all the players. It's sometimes when you see someone come new who comes in, he sees things through slightly different eyes, and it's always good to have a, a little bit of a change. It certainly is, and he's quite young too at, at forty, so um, you know, could be in, in a, on a big learning curve for himself, looking to to spread his knowledge. You know, he's pretty. He's been in France for what nine nine years. Speaks fluent French, speaks fluent English. Apparently, speaks Afrikaans. I think it's Spanish is his fourth language. I, I there, was, there was four languages in there. So this this is um pretty clever guy. So hopefully, we'll see some, some clever stuff from the pack. Some something um I listened to a few interviews on him because when when it was announced, I actually didn't know anything about the guy. So I went and dug out a few interviews. It wasn't until he was twenty four that he got into rugby. That he was a uh, he was big on the um, the cricket, but his family are all rugby players, and he eventually made that jump across. But something that he's very passionate about is a lineout. So definitely be interesting to see how our lineout goes during his time. You know, uh, we we seem to have 
uh, the odd line out issue throughout this season and last as well. Now there is times where it, it, it seems to click and works fine, but there's definitely teething, uh, certainly at the start of the season, it seems to for us. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I believe his, his uncle played for the Springboks, so he's got comes from real rugby pedigree and a real rugby family. Okay, well, that was all the, the good news. Um, not quite so good news was uh, the injury update today, Lindley. What, what have you got for us? Oh, yes, Paul, Bo- Paul Boyle, you know, who's been our standing um, captain while Jared's been absent. Um, unfortunately, he suffered a knee injury and he's going to be definitely up for three weeks. We also have Jordan Duggan, who had um, obviously had a hand injury and had surgery. So he's actually going to be up from May till May. We still have a number of other injuries that are ongoing, like Quinn Rue is still unavailable with his shoulder. But we also have three coming back this week, and that's Alex Wooden, who was the top uh, Pro 14 try score for us. He's back training. He had a hip injury and has obviously recovered. We have Matt Healy, who had a hand injury. And we also have young Connor Dean, who had a shoulder injury. He is, he, he'll be back in action as well. Okay, that's not great news on, on Paul Boyle, but um, he had a very able replacement when he came on the field in Abraham Papalihi, who had a huge impact on the game last week and is now signed the one-year extension, which is pretty good news. Yeah, that's extra, that's good news for Connacht. Um, I think that's good news for Abraham as well, who obviously has only been here a, um, a year and what has been a very disruptive year, you know, obviously with COVID, etc. You know, he's 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 obviously taken a while to sit in. He was from a rugby league background. You know, um, Andy Friend said that when he first, first signed him, that it would take time for him to adjust to um, rugby union laws. And that proved the case. And unfortunately, you know, we all know what happened early on in the season when he had two red cards for, for you know, obviously dangerously high tackles. Um, the second one, which obviously Andy Friend would still dispute, um, wasn't necessarily deserving of a red card. But, you know, that's... And then we had it, obviously, against Ulster, the incident where, you know, the captain's challenge came into play with Ulster, looking at the tackle that Abraham Papalihi had... had I can't remember what on the player on which, you know, he who he had tackled. And Andy Friend defended him, saying, you know, he thought it was a bit of a spurious call just because this, you know, Abraham had, a, had now had a history of red cards. That's something that Abraham has obviously worked through or is still working through. It's something that he has to live with and you know and he's he is he obviously is doing that because he did produce a very very strong performance you know against Ulster and it was I mean he made a remarkable difference when he came on I think the big thing you noticed about Abraham was how much weight he seemed to have lost or that fact that he was looking much fitter and leaner and I think he is still you know obviously he is still a work on I think Andy Friend says that he's still a work on but the fact is you know, here's a lad who came over from New Zealand um, and his wife is still in New Zealand. So he's living over here by himself. He's gone through COVID. He's probably had to train by himself a lot of the time, you know, in terms of getting fit. He hasn't been able to go to matches when squad all the squad players have, you know, been traveling for matches or whatever. And um, he has obviously worked very hard on his fitness and on that, especially that tackle technique, you know, that he has to lower and adjust his body. And let's face it, you know, there's a lot of rugby players. I think, you know, Bundy goes into a tackle too and anyone, and if the player is going down at the same time you tackle them, it's very hard to judge, you know, 
in, in, in many cases, you know, is that a deliberate, I think it's the fact that Abraham Pabli hits it at such, with such strength and such force. And that is, in fact, where his, you know, his, um, most of his positives are going to lie for Connick going forward, actually, because he really did show that he takes some stopping when he, when he gets moving. And I think he's going to be a big plus. He's well-deserving of, of an extension on his contract. And I'm delighted to we'll be looking forward to seeing more of them as the year goes on. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's, I think that's great news. And, and hopefully we see it again on, on Saturdays as we come up against Leinster. And before we talk about Leinster, let's hear what the Leinster hooker, James Tracy and Stuart Lancaster had to say today when they, they spoke to William. You're heading down to uh, Galway on Saturday evening. I'm just interested to know, how are, how are you talking about this competition? Or are you actually more focused on the fact that this is just an interprovincial game and all that that it brings? The Rainbow Cup is sort of a bit anomalous. Um, we're, we'd, at the end of the day, uh, we wouldn't really be talking any week about the competition. It's always about, like, uh, there's, there's too much to cover with... Um, with the stuff we can control, so um, yeah, we're just looking at Connacht and every game we played against them, and um, their recent games. Uh, you know, like the brilliant performance they had against Ulster with that late win, um, and and what we can do to to put ourselves in the best position to beat them. And um, you know, they they got one over on us recently in in the RDS, and and um, you know, it like that hurts. And again, you know, we need to take our learnings from that and and. Um, try to get one back on them. And is it a sort of game that maybe the younger players who weren't completely involved with last weekend, is this an opportunity for them to, to sort of put their hands up a bit and, and, and make a bit of a statement because there'll be probably some players rested after what was a very tough, tough game? Yeah, whoever gets to play is is uh, is going to be fired up to, to play well and that's the thing like you don't get that many chances um in a blue shirt so every time you set on the field you want to put your best foot forward and um they're going to be I've been down in sports ground it's it's one of the uh, toughest places to go and they'll be fired up and and they hate us um and we know that and and uh we'll be fired up as well to uh to match that and and, and try to get a good performance in the last game we played against Connacht they beat us at the RDS fair and square um, so you know we want to put put out a good team. We want to put out a good account of ourselves, irrespective of how the Rainbow Cup plays out, because um, we want to apply what we've learned against La Rochelle. So yeah, we'll be putting a good team out. Okay, so they're taking a very strong team up with them because they want to win. And according to James Tracy, we hate them, which is kind of very strong words to be saying in a build up to a match. Maybe they're trying to get themselves up for this, for you know, but they don't want to lose three in a row. Yeah, well, look, uh, losing's a habit as well as a, as winning. So uh, it's a habit that they they this is something that they I don't think they've had too often. They don't tend to lose too many games. Certainly not back to back. They certainly won't want to lose to us. Uh, I still I still think that there's something about John Muldoon kicking that penalty a few conversion. years back. That's that, that or the conversion that um, still sticks in the craw of a few of them. You know. Um, and like, look, if if they're going to come down, um, I want them at their best. Um, I want us to to be able to challenge ourselves against the best. That's the whole thing. Um, and then listening to an interview that Paul Boyle did a few weeks back, um, it was on the Master of None. Um, definitely worth going and checking out. 
just when he was talking about uh, having the um, uh, the underdog tag, he wants to lose that. So I think they really need to put in a, a big performance against Leinster, especially if they bring a strong side. Um, yeah, I, I'd, like, I'd, I'd love to win, but I think I want a performance. I want us to keep performing against the uh, the other, other provinces like we did against Munster in Thomond. Yeah, Lindy, we've performed very well away from home. So we've we've beaten Leinster away, Ulster away, and and had a really good crack at Munster away, but haven't managed to win at home against those two teams. And are we going to break our duck in the home yeah, games? Yeah, against... our fortunes have kind of flipped, haven't they? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Season. Yes, you know. Um, look, you know, look, bring it on. And I'm sure that's the way that you know Connors are going to do it. Bring them on. You know, look, bring their best team down, because you can only measure yourself against their best team sometimes you know it's very often what happens is Leinster might bring a few of their 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 second string or their younger players down and there's an attitude that there's an attitude that for some reason they always seem to win and it's like even our even our you know our our, our juniors you know can put up this performance and and sometimes I think Connacht just maybe there's a, it's a psychological thing that maybe they just don't produce against Leinster as often as as they could um, I'm not really sure of the, of the reason for it, but this is this is a growing team, a, a growing, a, a, you know, a real maturing team with some, you know, let's face it, a couple of years ago, the likes of the poor Boyles and, you know, people like, you know, Alex Wooden, you know, they weren't around or, you know, um, a lot of these players, they're only growing into their positions now and, and maturing. And I think that no matter what teams are put out, I'm sure Connacht will put out the best available team it has, you know, who mm. they believe will do the job. Um, I think it will be, I think it will be a fiercely competitive match. I, I find it very strange when people talk about hate language, quite frankly, but, you know, um, I, I think it's, it, it is a very strange, I think, you know, using the word highly competitive, using a few other words, you know, might be a little bit more suitable. And I'm wondering what the reason is for using that language. I certainly hope it doesn't affect the way Connacht are going to play their game. I certainly hope that they don't think that um, that it's not. This isn't just a, like another psychological kind of you know play, game playing from Leinster. You know to get Connacht riled up and and players like you know you know who maybe lose a little bit of their discipline because Connacht will need to be at their most disciplined against Leinster and they have shown that when they are against you know when they are disciplined and when they do play this this high tempo intense game their line speed everything that it can work for them because they have all the skills and so i say you know it will be a it, i'm sure it's going to be in a hugely you know exciting match maybe not to watch i don't know but at the same time you know both teams have a lot to play for and leinster for the first time probably coming down to Connacht, have in many ways more to play for after their after their you know defeats than Connacht do and more to prove now. They certainly do, and I'm not sure the the weather is going to play its part in it. Unfortunately, looking at it's, at the moment, it's and this is the, this is on Tuesday we record on Tuesday. At the moment, they're talking about um, 25, 25 kilometre hour winds, easterly winds with a hundred percent chance of rain. So, <laughs> might not be the most pleasant game in the world, but it'll. Um, It'll it'll be interesting, hopefully, um, and it'll certainly maybe dampen down some of those hatred fires that might be burning in some of those players, and we might just get a good game of rugby, and it'll certainly test the skill levels of of both sides. We'll um, 
we've got this 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 Rainbow Cup or Rainbow Cup Northern Hemisphere still to play for a strange league format for a cup, but um, there you go. I didn't I I don't even know what the scores were in the Southern Hemisphere games at the weekend. I I didn't pay any attention to it. Um, maybe as it the the season sort of ticks on, we might get a little bit more interested. But it's very hard to see why you'd be even interested in what's happening down in South Africa at the moment. So Danny, you're expecting a Leinster win, I take it, is it? Yeah. I'm looking at Connacht's form this season. Um with the weather like that I'd I'd be looking at a, a, a tight tight game. But um yeah I do think a Leinster win. Now I was wrong with Ulster so <laughs> Good. Let's keep that trend guess. let's keep that trend going. Lindley, you reckon Connacht can sneak this? I think weather's going to play a massive part in this uh, game. Obviously, if what you say about the weather, um, particularly um, possibly up, up, you know, up front and in the pack, also possibly, you know, that defensive line speed that's going to be required in tricky conditions. And I presume Jack is, you know, depending on, you know, if, if it's going to be windy as well, you know, who's going to have the wind in the first half you know it's going to be an uphill battle for any team and defense is going to be on top for you know for for certain periods so i think it's all up in the air i just you know i think connor have every reason to be positive about this about this game it is at home if um they they desperately do want to prove the fact that you know these wins over um over interprovincial rivals are not, you know, aberrations, you know, and I think that 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 win in Ulster was a very huge, massive psychological statement to say, look, it took us 60 years to do it, but by God, it's not going to be another 60 before we do it again. And they proved it and they went up there and they did it. And I think the same could be said of when, you know, of Leinster, you know. Um, so, look, it's all to play for. And, you know, you talk about the Rainbow Cup, and yes, it is a little bit, you know, it is a a little bit of a strange tournament at the moment, but let's face it, the whole world is a bit strange at the moment. I don't, I, I think sometimes you just got to get on with it and, and, and look at the best of it. And if the best is going to be an interprovincial match between Leinster and Connacht, which means something to those two teams and to their, and to their fans who are watching on the television, unfortunately, then, then so be it. I think it's, I think the whole of the rugby um, unions have been in a very privileged and blessed position to be playing and we've been in a blessed position to be able to cover these matches and this is a match that just deserves you know 100% from both teams and I'm sure we'll get it and you can't really ask for for more than that and yes I think it's slightly difficult even to to take a huge interest in the South African sides while they're not playing up here we if we knew that they were coming up here or would be going down there we certainly would be taking more interest in them but at the same time this is a this is a tournament there's a prize at stake and i say go for it exactly exactly okay thanks lindy thanks danny so before we finish we'll have william let us know what the rest of the fixtures are for this weekend Round two of the Rainbow Cup starts on Friday the 7th of May with three games. Zebra versus Benetton with a 6pm Irish time kickoff. Glasgow versus Edinburgh and Munster versus Ulster. They both kick off at 8.15pm. On Saturday the 8th of May, the first game for decision will be the Sharks versus the Lions in South Africa with a 3pm Irish kickoff. The Stormers and the Bulls will then play at 5.15pm Irish. 
must be emphasised that competition is separate to the Rainbow Cup that will be played out here in the Northern Hemisphere. Connacht versus Leinster at 7.35pm and Scarlets versus Ospreys also at 7.35pm. And on Sunday, May the 9th, one game down for decision, Cardiff Blues versus the Dragons with a 1pm kickoff. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side. 